you mind if I uh, vape in here? It's just nicotine. That's okay. Okay. All good. It's my um, coping mechanism. Ah, ha, ha. We all have them, right? <laughs> I have one. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> uh, why not? Fuck it. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to Fucking Fine. I'll see you soon. The podcast about a bunch of bullshit that you probably already know because you either read their description or you've listened before. I'm your host, Cece. I am um, pushing this to the limit today. I called out of my internship the past few days, and um, now I have to go in today and tomorrow. So if this seems a little rushed, it's because it is. And uh, I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling. I've been very overwhelmed, um, but also bored at the same time which is very hard to describe the feeling of, but, um, yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I had a really good time editing it. I thought it was pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting conceptually, (laughs) but give it a listen. I mean, you are, you're here. So, Um, all I wanted to talk about was it's been super duper, like, weird weather lately, which I think is also contributing to my being overwhelmed. Like, you can never, it's like the meme where you, like, wake up and you look out the window and you're like, so what season is it today? Because literally you never know what to dress for or, like, when the temperature gets like this, it always runs down my immune system and I feel super sick. But I was walking a dog over the weekend in Ben Salem And speaking of dogs, if you can hear mine in the background, sorry, I don't have time to re-record this. Um, But there was a woman walking around, and at first I thought she was, like, unloading her car. She just had bags or whatever um, walking up the hill, and she smiled. She looked, like, super friendly. But then I realized she was bagging up all the trash that had blown out of the trash cans. And I just thought that was super dope and super inspirational. And it made me feel less weird about picking up trash in my own neighborhood. So I encourage you to uh, pick up litter when you see it. I'm sorry, I'm really on this environmental kick. Like, every little thing we can do can help in some way, shape, or form. All right, well... My co-host Joey and I are um, speaking with you today, so give it a listen. Um, like, rate, subscribe, cynicalcandor.com. I gotta go. I gotta get my ass to the internship. I gotta finish this editing. God bless. Happy Wednesday. See you next time. Cool. Yeah. Do you live here by yourself? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just so, uh, I, won't, well, I thought I, you had roommate. I have my sister. She lives a block that way. Oh. Uh... But yeah, no, 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 no. I, I lived in Boston for five years. I had roommates there, but uh, a little cheaper in Philly, so I figure, okay, it's I can... It's cheaper than Boston. Boston's crazy. I'm well, surprised. Order of expensive cities, right? San Francisco, oh, New York, and Boston. So I know that. Boston, you know, if you can find a one-bedroom for $1,500, you are at a steal. That's crazy. So then coming here, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. So you've been pretty good too? I've been good. Um, I've been like s- subtly stressed. Yeah. Because you're doing a bunch of different things. I'm doing so many different things. And they're all fine. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm scared I'm forgetting something. I'm very like anxious about forgetting things. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I write everything down and then I'm like studying it and then I'm like, I'm still forgetting. I just have this perpetual feeling that I'm forgetting something. Um, yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> and everything can be like every job I have, paid or unpaid, can be left at the job. Like I don't have anything that's like constantly I need to be thinking about. But right. for some reason I'm always thinking about it. So other than gotcha. that, I've been I've been good. Cool. Very cool. Good. I, whenever I leave my classroom, I take like two whole minutes to look at like what am nothing, right? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'm like paranoid, but <laughs> Do you stay for a while after? Yeah. I usually do. I mean like then I'll work here too. It's just like the old teacher life. It's like I'll get out there at like four thirty or five and then I'll work here for three to four hours probably. Jesus Christ. I don't yeah, I don't do much during the week, honestly. It's it's mostly this. Good. But but if they keep me in the same grade, if I'm in the same school, I can like finally do something the same for a second, third well, year. Well, that's why when you said that like most of your weekdays are for like prep, I was like, wait, I thought you've been there for a while, but you've been moved around. Mo well, this is my second year at this school, but in my second year in Philly and in Boston, I was at a different school just about every year because I was like a long-term sub. So I was in for like... A year one place, but then like a third of the year, then a third of the year. So I was always switched up, like mm -hmm. fifth grade, all the way through 12th grade. I've taught all of those. Yeah. So I haven't been in the same spot for too long. But God willing, if I am, then I won't have to build something new every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's got to be annoying. But So yeah. wait, who are you? What's your name? Oh, Joey DeSantis. And I'm the sixth. This no fucking That's right. Line. My my great 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 grandfather was Joseph Anthony DeSantis. And you all have Anthony? We all have Anthony except my dad, who is Gerard, because my grandmother was nervous during the pregnancy, so prayed to the saint of pregnancy, Saint Gerard, and ah. felt she owed him the name. So I'm not Joseph Anthony DeSantis the sixth. I'm close to that. I am Joseph DeSantis the sixth. Wow. <laughs> That is awesome. Yep, and I'm pretty sure. So how? F Sorry, yeah. go oh ahead. no, I I think it's I think also like somehow it's like firstborn male too. Like it's it's crazy. How far back all of you are firstborn? At least up to my great grandfather. So how far back do do six generations go? Like what time period was that? Nineteenth uh, century. Definitely. Okay. So, like, late 19th century, probably. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's very Italian. That's so cool. <laughs> Were they in Italy or here? Yeah. I mean, I'm fourth generation, so my great-grandfather was was the one that came over. Okay. Um, so, That's yeah. That's awesome. Very Italian, but also very Americanized. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all like super? Unless your parents, came I know. Over, I feel like we're all so Americanized. I know. A lot, a lot of my students, you know, they've. I mean, I don't teach ELL students specifically, students who are learning another language, mm -hmm. but I know many students in my school who they just came here like last year or six mm -hmm. months ago, and like, that's the real deal. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, what's my next question? I need my notes for this. <laughs> You'd think after 26 episodes, <laughs> I have it lined up, but I'm not sure. Oh, how old are you? I'm 31. 31. Mm -hmm. One of a few 
actually, I think about half of my guests are in their 30s. Yeah. The other half are pretty much my age. I have a couple younger people, but... Um, what's your sign? When's your birthday? Do you believe Gemini. in that shit? Oh, yeah. I want birthday. to believe in it, so therefore I do. Gemini. Isn't that the, like, root of belief, <laughs> though? Is, like, if you want to believe in it? Mm-hmm. So, um... That's right. I'm sure this concept's been like toyed with in plenty of like pop culture things or whatever media. Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen the show American Gods? I have read American Gods, but I haven't seen the show. Okay. I've never read it. But, I've but seen I know the, show. The, the gist, the modern gods. Right. And the premise oh. to me, well, the, the underlying theme to me is if you believe it, it is true. It's alive. That, that's awesome. Right. Yes. So that's what I always yes. think. Like, you're going to go to whatever heaven or hell you believe you're going to go to because that's what you're believing. Yeah, I love like, that. That's why I like to believe in reincarnation. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep going, but... Like, yeah, whatever makes you feel you have a more happy, fulfilling life. And if that belief drives that, I think that's, like, a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. I, it's something I admire. I, I sometimes struggle to have it, but I want to have it, and so... Therefore, I do. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you're a super Gemini? Super Gemini. Gemini, yeah. I mean, they say Gemini is like flighty and kind of all over the place and creative. So, like, I get that. Um, Gemini sometimes has a reputation for, like, being a little hard to handle. But I think I'm fairly accommodating. I, so, like, there's part of it. I'm like, yeah, sure, the bad parts of it, that's not me. But, like, no, I, I, I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, there's a lot of Geminis. Trump's a Gemini, so. No shit. Hmm? I did not know that. Why uh, didn't I know that? I almost share his birthday. I'm June 13th. He's June 14th. So, you know, we're just so close. But on my birthday is uh, Tim Allen and Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. No fucking way. So those are my Olsen twins. Those are my real birthday That's buddies. crazy that they're Geminis. That's cool. <laughs> so my dad is a Gemini. Cool. June 11th. Not far off. Not far off. Um, And you guys do have a similar... He's accommodating. He's very like bend over backwards for you, um, but yeah, he We're does a rigid. lot of the, no, not at all. Although he, I say not at all, but he has his things. Like <laughs> his kitchen needs to be immaculate. But mm-hmm. if anybody shits up the kitchen, it's my dad. And then he's like, this kitchen's always a mess. And we're like, first of all, it's fucking sparkly. There's like one pan out. Second of all, you're the one who left the pan out. But he, he is not very rigid. He has a few things that he's like, he just has a hard time with change. And I find that to be very Gemini. It's gotcha. like change on their own terms when they're ready. Sure. Or when you're ready. But not like at the, you know. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I also think that to an extent, we hear that, or we know what it's supposed to be to be the middle child, so we become the middle child, or mm. become Gemini. Mm-hmm. You know, like as right. the oldest child, you're supposed to do things traditionally, responsibly. So you get enough of that, and it's almost like uh, like the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. So I sort of think that I might just feed myself into that whole Gemini thing. But I'm okay with that, too. I like, like we make narratives of ourselves. Yeah. And it's cool to make a narrative of yourself. So are you the oldest <laughs> child? Yes. So am I. Excuse me. Um, although, I think that I did hold myself to that for a long time. For a long time. But as of recently, I've, I don't, I, after my parents' divorce, I think, everything hit the fan and I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to be who yeah. I want to be regardless of what these like things right. are supposed right. to 
I'm also the only girl, though. So, okay. are you the only guy? Only guy. Only guy. Two sisters. We talked about this. Yeah. I no, it's it's nice. And and like I was saying before, I live really close to my sister, like just a block down, which is really nice because we do get along really well. So mm-hmm. it's cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, I used to live with my brother, the brother I'm going out, Cody, we're going out for his birthday tonight. Yeah. Um, and we do live together now at home, but it's different living with your dad because you have a mediator. <laughs> <laughs> but living together with him was uh, tough. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Very tough. I mean, honestly, like, I don't know how it would be if I was, like, suddenly living with either of my sisters because it's different. Like, you can be the best of friends with somebody, but when you're living with that person, it can it can change. Like, you know what I mean? Especially that I'm used to living on my own. Yeah. I'm, like, used to that now. So I don't want to go back if I can help it. That's what I always say, too. People <laughs> are like... And I have a really great situation at home. Like, yeah. I'm very much spoiled. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay for a lot of stuff. Um, I contribute in my own way, but I don't feel like I um, right. have s- such a difficult situation. Yeah. It's nice. Sorry, I love that painting. Thank you. That's um, from a, a movie I love called Spirited Away. Oh, Miyazaki. I've seen that. When that's dope. They're on the train. They're going through the, the watery tracks, ah. and then that's one of the images. So. I chose that image and I had it a custom thing. So I was like, I want that. And That's really I'm cool. I'm really glad that you noticed that. I've just been hanging it up. I'm like, did somebody do it? But there's no Isn't signature it on it. So I'm like, what is that And from? there's a little like clothesline you see right to the right of the house. Yeah. And a little bench by the tree. Yeah, I see the bench there too. That's awesome. It's a very peaceful image. It is. It's giving me like very Cape May and all this vibes. I love it. Thank okay, you very so much. anyway, <laughs> we're in Philly. We're in Northern Liberty, <clears throat> Liberties. Um, mm-hmm. I always like laud myself as a Philadelphia podcaster, but I'm not really from Philly, so it's <laughs> nice when I'm actually in Philly to cool. record. Um, my brother actually lived a couple, not more than a couple, like a few blocks up from you. Okay, cool. So coming down here, I was like, ah. I know how to get, because uh-huh. I had to park on Fairmount, so yeah. I did, like, a couple. So he's on 5th somewhere or around here? He around was here. up on, like, Columbus. Okay. Way up. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. I'm pretty sure we walked down this way to get to some bars one time. Totally. It's been it's a while a cool place. since we lived cool down place. here. So how did we meet? You know, it's funny. Before you came along, I was thinking about that, right? So it mm-hmm. was my friend Bart, who I kind of grew up with, like, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. is... Dating your friend Hannah. Who I often talk about on the podcast. <laughs> just mentioning. And then um, it was at a, at a restaurant. At, no, it was something with a whole bunch of people, and Bart's dad was there, and Reese was there. It was St. Patrick's there, Day. It was St. Patrick's Day, and we, we all went out. Cross. And yeah, had a solid, solid time. Uh, so we've really only hung out like three times. I think so. I think but this is the But I feel like I third. know you better than that, which well, is weird. Well, do you? Do you see me on Facebook? I'm like hopelessly True. addicted to it. So like I think <laughs> like, <laughs> right, so I've seen you on Facebook, so in a sense. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, have yeah. this yeah. Isn't this friendship based on that too. Yeah. Which it all gets blurry, but but the weird the weird the weird one is, you know, your friends have kids and then you see pictures of these kids. Mm-hmm. And I've been on Facebook now for like what, thirteen years? Yeah. So I've seen whole kids grow up and <laughs> don't even know me right and i and i'm like yep there he is again looking older look like that is a that never had happened before 
in yeah. the world, and now it has. You can just watch your friend's kids grow up. And even the kids that I do see from time to time, I'm like, come here, give me a hug. Because I see them like every I know. other day. Like if I had, I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's so, but like, no, they've never met me. They that don't is know. weird. My friend's kids, um, it's like half and half. But one of my friend's daughters, their oldest daughter, she's like two and a half. She'll be two and a half this summer. And she's able to select, they give her like the phone with the kids YouTube on it when they're trying to have adult time. And I'm watching her like select videos to watch. And they're all like, you know, in the kid canon. So they're appropriate. But just watching her swipe, I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, we are going to have this generation of kids that are just like, it's inherent to know it. how to navigate this digital world. It and it's scary. It but then you think about us like doing my, I don't know if you had MySpace, but it was like I MySpace did. coding. Like I had MySpace. Putting, yeah. I had Zanga. Yeah. Did, I've I seen people's Zanga live journals. Live journal. Yeah. Like that was all, oh my gosh. I used to still be able to go into my Zanga and MySpace. Now they've like, it's different. It's really yeah. hard to get back into those. But for a long while, as of even a few years ago, I could go back and see my weird like journal entries when I was like 15. That emos. And all, well, and all the exclamation points I use for everything, <laughs> for everything though, <laughs> like what everything I had for lunch had that day. Yeah, peanut butter and jelly was great. <laughs> exactly though. Oh my gosh, talked to Brandon in chorus today. So funny. Like, Three exclamation. Exactly. There's so much. Oh my gosh, but those oh. were I know like. But it's crazy though Weird because times. kids are kids. Kids are there's things that are are going by the wayside though too. Like the number of spaces after a sentence too. Like that's like gone. Like kids aren't capitalizing their eyes. Like I'm an English teacher. As many much as I tell them, they will not capitalize their eyes. They're not doing it. Really? They're not doing it. My kids aren't doing it because they're so used to not doing it on text, and it's such out of it's so out of their way to think to do it. I mean, but do they not read? I mean, a lot of my kids struggle with reading too. Mm. I mean, in a sense, they're they're behind in some other ways. But it's like it's it's like copy and pasting. Like a lot of them don't know that because they don't they don't haven't taken that computer class. They can do Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but they can't copy paste. They can't um, you know do a PowerPoint or like they're not learning those skills. What grade are you? Eleventh and twelfth. Really? Yeah, yeah. That is shocking to me. Yeah. Well, and I mean, a lot of my kids, like, my school is, you know, has a lot of low-income students. Right, so, right, So, you right. know, they all got phones, but they might not have laptops, and yeah, like, so there's, there's, there's a lot that's... My, one of my best crash, friends, but. though, is in the Philadelphia School District. Okay. She's at Lincoln? Heard of that. I think she's at Lincoln. Um, and she has, I want to say it's 11th grade. She might have 10th grade, yeah. but I think, I think she's in 11th grade. But she has all the AP kids. Sure, yeah. So she's got kids that are right. a little they, bit more, right. you know, right. into it. You know. But it's shocking to me that they're not like, they don't know fucking PowerPoint. I'm sorry. And what? maybe, you know what? It's like, and maybe those students came from a school that did like computer classes in elementary school because they had the funding to do computer mm-hmm. classes in elementary mm-hmm. school. Like, oh, there's always all kinds of reasons. But, but there's just a lot of things that they aren't learning or are proficient at even though you know they're proficient at the other things they do 
on social media with their friends, it's like they're still missing. You know, yeah. Quite a bit. It's not like they're just tech savvy. They're tech savvy at what they do every day. Right. You know. Right. That's ugh, such a concept <laughs> to think about. Um, so that's basically what you do. We already covered that question. Mm-hmm. You're a teacher. I'm a teacher. Yeah. That's awesome. Can't hardly uh, talk without talking about English, that, right? Obviously. English. Obviously. Yep. Yep. That's right. So, um, what do you do? Do you do anything for fun or just? Just well, <laughs> well, uh, the week the weeks are tough, but I, uh, I I have a keyboard in my room and I like to play uh, yes. to relax. Uh, you know, pick a cover song I like and learn it and play it. Do you have your masters? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're done. Are you still pursuing? Like, do you have to keep going? No, not at the moment. I don't care to get a doctor in anything. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, gotcha. but yeah, no, I I I play keyboard. I like to write. Uh, poetry when I get a chance. Yeah, I like your poetry. It's oh, fun. Oh, thanks, man. I do like to post. I can be shameless about it, but I like it. Yeah. And, uh, so do I. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of hobbies, those are my my big two. When I when I lived in Boston for five years, I was uh, part of a Harry Potter book club. I was gonna say, I see your that bookshelf. Was, uh, a couple of good ones. You got the Vonnegut on there. Yeah. But of course. Of course, I the got the piece Le Resistance. I, I never say that right, but the Harry Potter on the Harry top Potter. shelf. I know. It's. I mean, you know, I, I grew up with it like a lot and of people King did. And King Lear. I fucking hate King Lear. <laughs> oh. I found it wonderfully sad. I did do a um, senior year. We had to ring, read King Lear, and I was in theater class as well. And theater class, we had to do a monologue, and I chose to do a monologue from King Lear, wow. which is insane because yeah. look at me. <laughs> I, was, I was doing like a male part. I actually didn't do terrible at it. Bearded and homeless. Yeah, in the it rain. Was sad. It was so sad, and nobody got it. Like, my teacher was like, my teacher, he was a brilliant man, Lou Volpe. He's like a fucking legend in Bucks County. But he was, he was like, he had notes. Yeah. He was like, you did all right. But there's a couple of things. Yeah, all I'm the sure. kids were just like, like crickets. No. <laughs> like no, yeah. yeah. King, King Lear, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I read it like in a graduate class and I was like, wow, this is like, this is really good. But I was reading it. I was like, you know. 20, 25, 26. Like, I don't know how I would have handled that at 16, 17. Yeah, I was like 17 or 18 when we read it. Oh, and my it God. Was, it was bad. All the things I'm teaching, um, you know, I'm really trying to convey, you know, how, how wonderful I think these things are. But these books, like Of Mice and Men or Catcher in the Rye, mm-hmm. I, I'm falling in love with them as I read them to teach them. But when I was their age, like, yeah, it was all right. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so much more than all right. So I guess... Part of my job, I'm like trying to help them see. No, 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 no. I hope you see right now yeah. how good this is. Yeah. <laughs> I always liked um, Of Mice and Men. I do like Catcher that. in the Rye, I didn't have to read. So I read that post-college and yeah. um, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. But all the Salinger, I really enjoyed. Oh, he's time. great. Mice and Men's good too, man. That, that was, was a like, good one. Oh, so good, so good. The kids like it. So what freaks you out what makes you tick what uh gives you the heebie-jeebies do you have anxiety yeah in more than a just like a yeah well it's like i don't know there's see there's things that i guess there's probably a category of things i'm anxious about but in a way that i'm glad i'm anxious about them and the things i'm anxious about that i wish i wasn't anxious about Mm. So, like, the fact that we're all going to die, I'm really glad I'm anxious about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If I wasn't anxious about that, 
That would what be very sad and like, What am I doing? Yes, yes. So, like, those sorts of things, and I mean, like, you know, I don't feel that, I mean, this is just my take, but, and this gets into the whole generational thing, but I do think that, like, there's a lot to uh, be, be anxious for, just the way our whole social lives are structured and how... I don't know. I guess I am anxious about, you know what? I, I know what I'm anxious about. It's basically, it is that yesterday I challenged myself along with a friend of mine, Emily. And if she's listening to this, shout out to Emily. Hey, Em. To go Emily. a whole a day without um, you know, phones or screens or anything. How? Okay. I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And I, I had to accept, like, work stuff. I had to do work, but nothing That's what I mean, right. else. Next steps, I want to try, like, none. But, but, like, you know, but, like, I realized how many times I was reaching into my pocket to grab my phone and had to stop myself. Like, nope, mm-hmm. nope, probably 50 times that day. Anytime I had a spare moment here. Yeah. And I realized, and this makes me anxious, and not in the we're all going to die anxious because that's good. This is bad. Mm-hmm. This is bad because those are 50 moments I could have had some kind of original thought or self-reflection that I didn't have Mm -hmm. because I didn't let myself have it. Yeah. And I think that when our minds are so busy all the time because they are because there's always something, whether it's a show we love or whether it's for work, it's, it's always in our pocket. We're not allowed to process and all we do is consume and I honestly think that makes us very anxious. <laughs> it makes you very hit anxious. it right on the head. <laughs> so as a writer, as a creative mind, which I find so interesting now that I'm actually fucking going through with it because I always yeah. remember teachers in like high school, 10th through 12th grade being like, you know, guys, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? Whatever. You'd have to like write an essay or just talk about it in class, like what your college plans were. And I remember being in like eighth grade and being like, I think I want to write a book. And then after becoming more practical and having my parents be like, all right, you have to pick like a, you can't be an author. That's not a guaranteed job. Like go with the guaranteed job. Being an author doesn't give you insurance. (laughs) So I had to like formulate like, okay, I'm going to be an English teacher. That's what I'm going to do. Cause I'm really good at English. Everybody give I get great grades in English, (laughs) whatever. And all the teachers being like, okay, what are you going to do? And I'd be like, you know, I really don't know. I'm not. In, I'm good at science, but I'm not into the scientists. And they're like, yeah, I can always, I could see you being something more creative. And I'm like, I don't think I'm that creative. I really don't. I don't. <laughs> and I still don't. I think I, my original thought is like a little, meh. like I'm good at repurposing others' sure. thoughts. So I've always sure. wanted to be like an editor or yeah. whatever. But now that I'm actually creating something, it is so fucking difficult Yes. Because you're creating on this shit. Ah, uh, yes. So what the fuck are you supposed to do? Because I need to pick this up. All my fucking notes. I have a whole fucking book in here. <laughs> Will we ever see it? Who knows? Because I got a notification. And then I'm like, bing, got to click on that. Got to pay attention to I these know, people, you know? know? But um, today I was watching uh, uh, Superstore. NBC Superstore. Very fun show. Okay, cool, cool. And there was a commercial on. 
And it was on demand, so you can't skip the freaking commercials. Which I was like, son of a bitch. I'm just trying to eat and like <laughs> watch know. my show and then go get ready. So this was like a 20-minute period. <laughs> and this commercial came on and it was rainwater. And it was so funny because I was actually looking at my phone and I hear this like soft rainwater and nothing mm. happening. And I'm like, what is this? So I look up from my phone at the other screen, from one screen to the next. Yes. And it's just this like timer. And it was like, do nothing for 30 seconds. And it was commercial for an app, which oh. is interesting because it's on your screen. But I thought it was a very cool concept that it was like, do nothing, do nothing. for 30 seconds. And I'm like, but we're staring at the screen. So they're well, still not doing anything. So that ironic there. But, but right. But it was idea. a really great concept of just like, so I've talked about this before, I think on the podcast, but I tell a lot of my friends that like there are times when I just leave my phone in the other room for an hour. And yeah. even if I'm just watching TV, right. I feel like I'm still capable of creating some original thought while not consuming other people's thoughts. Yes. Because TV is more mindless than I think. This is more involved. You have like a personal investment with people on social media. It's like very stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I work constantly on my phone. So it's a lot. So I have to. And I've been reading more. Oh. Which helps me write. That helps. And you're oh, still God. consuming though. But. Yes. But yeah, it's it's but you yeah, I know it's like <clears throat> but you're you're consuming one thing, just one thing, right? And yes. it's like oh, cuz the thing is with with the internet, there's there's always something new. It's like those it's like uh it's like how how dating apps have become. Mm-hmm. You know there's always a hundred people on this app, you know, that you could like or swipe or whatever, and it makes those same hundred that much more meaningless or inconsequential. Yeah. And 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 because you're always moving, moving, moving through something. It's a drop in the bucket. Like you got your pick of. And you're never allowed to dig deep. And so at least reading, you're digging deep into a story. Yes. Because oh, all all we have is that breadth, right? It's just this and this and this and this mm-hmm. and this. But we, we don't we don't get a chance to go deep, and I honestly think that that can make people anxious. Are you on dating apps? Yeah, yeah. Um, very intermittent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll have a burst of like, oh, I should do this thing, and you know, send all these messages, and then I'm like, oh, why do I do that thing? And then I don't do it. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't either. I don't do it anymore. I don't like it. I actually don't. I'm fairly uncomfortable with the idea of being in a romantic situation with somebody that I'm only just meeting. Yeah. It it feels very strange to me, honestly. I feel like if I don't know that person, how can I feel that way? So it's counter to all the things that those, you know, dating app is and like meeting someone for the first time and it being a date. It's just, you know, and a lot of people are very comfortable with that. I get it. I'm just not. So I don't know if this is like uh, very, I, I don't know how to, I'm cool with hookup culture. I could hook up with a stranger. That'd be fine. Would okay. anything serious come of it? Probably not. But if I'm meeting someone to potentially pursue, I, like I did go on one and I've talked about it before and he's listening. Hi. I'm sure. <laughs> Hi, Tyler. <laughs> we went on one Tinder date, and um, 
It, it's funny. I call it a Tinder date too. We met on Tinder <laughs> and went on a date. And at that point, I was like fresh out of a breakup, so I was like looking for friendship yeah. more than anything right. because I was so consumed with my relationship and that circle of friends that you know as you go through a breakup you lose friends too mm. so i was like i just need a fucking social circle other than the five people i have left after the, right. <laughs> like the remnants of my life <laughs> so i was like listen i'm looking for friends like if this becomes more because that's how i have to function hierarchy like, of needs yes friends are more base and how do i know that we can date if we can't be friends and it was kind of like well, if we're just being friends, then I go to date somebody. It's not cool that we're just friends. I'm like, this is what I fucking hate. Yeah. This whole culture of bullshit. Because yeah. I have so many friends, too, that are super like, and I've never seen this movie, but I know it's a quote from When Harry Met Sally. Oh, my, sure. <laughs> my friend I've Michelle seen that once, yes. constantly posts this stupid <laughs> quote right. that men and women can never just be platonic friends. And I don't, I firmly don't That's believe That's not true. That. Most of my friends are women, so. Yeah, and I'm like queer, so I have a lot of, <laughs> I can, would that mean I couldn't be friends with anybody because <laughs> I hook up with everybody. Like, I couldn't have a single fucking friend. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, oh, dating apps. <laughs> Not about dating apps. The internet fucking sucks, but it's a necessary evil this day and age. It's, it's here. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. I always wonder, though, like, surely I'm not going to be 80 years old and still on Facebook, but I can't imagine that I won't be at the same time. Like, I don't know what's, and I get it that, like, my students are like, Facebook, like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm still on Facebook. But, like, a lot of people are, and, like, everything has a lifespan. Isn't that eventually going to be a thing of the past? But if it is, what the hell takes its place? Yeah. You know? What you watch Parks and Rec, right? Yeah, I've seen a good amount. Remember, did you watch the final season? No, but it's okay. Oh, well, they have these cell phones, and they're just, like, these translucent... You'd have to see it okay. to be able to understand it. I'm not very good at describing it. <laughs> I always think about like holograms and holographic, not holographic, oh. but hologram type projection type oh, things yeah. where we're just going to have these like tiny little squares that you just like tap and it'll project oh, onto sure. whatever. Like in all the, you know, Marvel movies ever when they come up with the blueprints and plans to yeah. do stuff. That. It's like... We'll probably be live streaming our whole life. It's like Black Mirror with the other thing. It, it, it'll be in our eyes. I'm almost positive because they got the Google lens. I think it's going to be like right in our eyes. Oh, God. It makes me anxious thinking about that, though. I just went to, this is kind of off topic, but on the same tangent, um, to Best Buy with my friends, Stephen and Brian. <laughs> and they, they, Stephen's like, you need to come here right now. I'm like, what, dude? And he's wearing these fucking sunglasses, right? I'm like, dude, why do they have sunglasses at Best Buy? <laughs> so he's like, put these on. So I put on another pair. The minute you put them on, the music is playing. Oh, okay. All right. It was so cool. Wait, there's music. There's, it's a headphone and sunglasses. But you cannot hear them unless they're on your head. It was incredible. You can't hear what? The music? Yeah. But just like a pair of headphones then, right? Like you can't hear the headphones this is on your head, but it's sunglasses it's with a, headphones? Yes. Okay. But okay. I think they were more like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like you can hear, like if I take my AirPods out and they're still playing. You can still you can hear a hear bit. Them. You could These barely, you couldn't at all. Yes. 
it's it pretty was cool. Bizarre. That is pretty but cool. But the $200 fucking dollar sunglasses, <laughs> like, I scratch, break, drop, <laughs> ruin sunglasses all the time. So this is stupid, but cool. So fucking cool. So that, and then just tap it, and then the screen would come on, and then just put it in a contact lens. That's... <laughs> 2035 right yeah i mean now this stuff i know i know it's just gonna keep changing and the whole idea is like sure you know that whole video video killed the radio star mm -hmm. right it's like the next thing and i get that i just think that maybe maybe the internet is way bigger than all this other stuff and maybe it's not so easy to say well you know there was radio and then came along video and we're still alive. I, I do feel like the internet is like an advent. It feels like like 2001 A Space Odyssey. You ever see that? No. Basically, whenever there's a major evolution in mankind, this mysterious black obelisk will appear. So the first time the apes learn to use tools, you see the obelisk is there. Okay. And like the first time that man, uh, like, went on to the moon. They were like digging into the moon and there's the obelisk. It represents like, oh, now we have left Earth. The obelisk appears at every major evolution in human history. And I just feel that like black obelisk with the internet. Like, oh, we, like man learned to use tools. Man learned to make the internet. It just feels that big to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because I don't have perspective or if because it really is that big of a deal, but. It's changed I, so much. I think it is. And I've, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but it's one of my weird, like, high rants. I feel like when I'm, like, a little bit stoned, I'm like, yeah, listen to this theory. But I think that we are going to lose accents. Accents. And I think eventually we're all going to speak one language, whether that be English or a blend of English with other languages. I think we're all going to eventually, because you can hear it already, people are losing certain, like heavy, heavy southern mm -hmm. accents aren't mm -hmm. as common as they used to be. And I think it's because we're all listening to content constantly by other people. I think that eventually it'll go away. Maybe not in our lifetime, but... Yeah. It's like, I, you know, but it's interesting because I think about the idea of like, yeah, like, where are we like moving to? And like, I just think that, you know, today we still have sort of countries with accents and mm -hmm. borders and things like that. But, but now geography isn't limiting us anymore no. to those languages or those accents. And I, I think it's like hundreds or thousands of languages die every day. I don't know the exact statistic, but it is quite alarming. And I just think that, you know, what if like the new borders are, <laughs> it's like informational or it's online mm -hmm. and it's no longer, like that's why we're like, oh yeah, maybe we like don't need such a strict border between like us and other countries. And like, yeah. let's just kind of blur the lines a bit. And obviously there's people resisting that, mm -hmm. but it's also, I think, a movement towards like, yeah, these things aren't like binding us as much anymore. And well, it's like the terms, the terms that we use too, that I always think about, like pretty much everybody fucking knows what a hoagie is now. Hoagie, yeah. You don't get a lot of people that are like, oh, you call it sub? Because we know, <laughs> we all know, pop, you call it pop, you call it soda. We all know that now. Right. Before it was like a culture shock. We have so much less culture shock. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now, 
than we we even did growing up in the 90s. Like, okay, but have I ever, sorry, not to change the subject, know. but I think it's kind of on the, the same. Wavelength? Kind of, yeah. It's a little bit post the wavelength, Ron, but <laughs> it's the point that I'm getting to, I think. Have, I, you would know this, and I might have talked to you about this before, but because I always ask people, and they're like, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about, but you're a fucking English teacher, so I okay, hope you Okay, know. here we go. I read a short story in 10th yeah. grade, okay. and we had to write about it, and it was really symbolic, and that was the point. We had to describe modern-day objects mm. in a very, like, um, ambiguous sort of way. Do you know like those little alien comics, you know, the ones with the little aliens talking about regular life things as if they were completely strange? Do you get those on your Facebook? Not alien ones, but I oh do have God. animal ones that I think are kind of yeah. similar. They're yeah. funny. It's like, it's like an, an alien comes to the world, this is how they would see this modern thing as something so strange and That's weird. That's exactly what the, yeah. the dude does. But okay. Uh, it's post-apocalyptic, I would say. Okay. And it's this okay. traveler that's going through, and he's going through New York City, but you're inferring that from the text. It's Ooh. not spelled out for you. Mm, okay. Because he's, like, looking at the statue of this man, but it's it doesn't say statue. It's, like, there's a big, it, it's weird. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah, how yeah. they do it is very, um, He doesn't have any context for any of this. No. So he just, yeah. And everything's overgrown, and he's traveling oh. throughout New York City. Is he like York from City. space or something? Where is he from? No, it's over. The world ended, basically. Oh. Is what you're supposed to infer from it is that everything collapsed. Everything went to shit. He doesn't speak English. Right. And this is like hundreds of years after. Because everything's cool. overgrown. Yes. The, Got it. The, 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 the roads are flooded so high yeah. that he's like voting through it. I wish I could know. I, my brother probably knows, actually. But I've talked to him about, he's seven years younger than me, so he, he read it a lot yeah. more recently. I don't recently. know the name, but... Phenomenal. I understand what the, And it's yeah. well known, too, I'm pretty sure, because it was published in our, like... Is Traveler in the title? No, no. I don't think so. No. It's probably something so random because it the sounds whole like book a Twilight Zone the, episode. Yes. It sounds like Planet of the Apes when you see the Statue of Liberty buried in the sand under the beach. Yes. Like War I know what you're getting at. War, uh, not War of the Worlds. What was that one called with the fucking like the, I don't know World War Z or something? Not World War Z. Close. What was the one? <laughs> I, I love this movie too. It's um, Emmy Rossum is in it and Jake Gyllenhaal and the weather and the fucking library gets filled with snow. And this is not Donnie Darko, right? No. Okay. No, no. Later, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Donnie was, Darko is great too. Jake Gyllenhaal was in Zodiac Killer, but that's not the one you're talking no, about. Older than Zodiac Killer. Oh man! Oh no! Wait, wait, wait. Day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Oh my gosh! Yes. yes. I'm very proud of a guy that got that. That's a good tomorrow. movie. That's it a really good movie. But that's what it always oh, makes me think it's of. A scary movie. Because like the library is filled up. To, oh god! And that's why I picture this guy going through New York. Yes, yes, yes. By himself. Yes. Very interesting story. I don't know what to Google for that, though. Wait, I forget why we brought that one up. That story. What because about that story? I feel, like, I feel like that's how the... the I think that we're going to get to it. You know how they always say, like, um, you're the most powerful before you fall? I feel like we're getting to that point. And again, yeah. it might not be in yeah. our lifetime because we are. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever wonder if maybe, like, the best, when everything's said and done, will be, like the 90s. I would be like, that was the best. Of course I do, because I'm a child of the I 90s. I know! But like, 
but, but we weren't consumed by the internet. And, but we were like, well, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't have all this anxiety about, now granted, I guess I didn't have political anxiety because I was five, but like, I just, I don't know. Like, we still had our parents coming off of this sort of baby boomer age where they could afford, you know, had affordable parents, housing. Your parents. Right. This my is true. My parents are 50. So my parents are Gen X. Ah. I have young parents. I think, and I'm actually writing about this, um, to come, to come listeners, don't you worry. (laughs) I think millennials are the superior generation because we grew up in that time period where we learned all of this as it was happening. We were coding on fucking MySpace, but we know how to work rotary phones. Did you ever see that article about the kids? That you didn't, are like, you didn't know what it was. What's a fucking cassette tape? Like, mm-hmm. we know what A-tracks are. We don't use them. We probably never did use them, but we know them. Yes. You know, we know a yes, lot of generally. the old technology. Right, We right. know that phone numbers used to be Aww. not only seven numbers. Do you still remember like phone numbers? numbers? You like your friend's phone numbers? Because I do. I still have a few that I, I remember always dialing. I remember old numbers that are obsolete. Yeah. Yeah. But then I was trying to, like... I'm trying to apply to adopt it for a dog again, which is the stupidest thing. I don't know why I'm doing this. Because pretty much a year ago, almost to the month, I got bit in the face by the dog. Oh. Yeah. I'm trying to adopt another one a year oh. later. Is that like asking for bad shit to it's happen? It's not the same dog, right? No, but it's the same breed of dog. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fucking stupid. I don't know. But I had to put down, because I live with my parent, I had yeah. to put down his phone number. And it was like, five, eight, nine. Zero, zero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, because I don't type it. And I talk to my dad, like, I know. You don't need to remember them anymore. At least three times a week on the phone. You don't need to remember them anymore. But I still remember dialing them in. I remember my parents, before they got us cell phones, they got me and my sister our own landlines. Yes. Because that was cool. And yes. it went right to my room, and the phone of my room would ring. That's and my awesome. sister's room, because it was the same line. Yeah. But it's like, oh, it's for one of us. That's awesome. And that was like, that was like, a year, maybe two, and then it was like, wait a minute, just get a cell phone. That's right. <laughs> My dad worked for Bell Telephone. Okay, yeah. Pre-Verizon. Cool. Before they were acquired. And mm-hmm. same sitch. He was like, all right, I'm going to get you a, a phone for your room. We're going to put a line in. So I got a phone for my room, and he was about to put the line in, and then he was like, wait. It's uh, 2003. We're going to get you a cell phone in like five years. So fuck that noise. Like why pay more for this line? Like uh-huh. you have a phone in your room. It's good enough. <laughs> but I'm a, little, I'm a little younger than you. A few years. Yeah, yeah. So How old are you? I'm 28. 28, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're on that weird cuspy thing of like... <laughs> a lot of my cousins are actually millennials. But, so my dad's the youngest of, he has seven sisters and a brother. So he's my the youngest of nine. My mom has six brothers and one sister. Big families. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Is she the youngest too? She's the oldest. Oh. <laughs> and my dad's the oldest. Okay. So, you know what that means though? What I love about that is that um, I get to know my grandparents for a good long time. Because I have cousins who are 10 years old and, you know, didn't really know my, my grandma very yeah. well. But. I'm 31 and I have three grandparents and it's mostly because I'm the oldest of my parents who are also the oldest and that's kind of a gift too, so I like that. Yeah, I envy, and I, I'm the same way with my mom's side. Like yeah. I've, I knew my great-grandparents on my mom's side. 
which yeah. is cool. Very cool. But my dad, um, I only had seven years with my mom. I never met my pop up. He died right before I was born. Yeah. But I had time with my mom and I got to know her. My little brother was born right before she died. Yeah, mm. a few months before she died. So he you never know. knew her. Right. Um, right. And a couple of those cousins. But I am like the youngest of, on my dad's side, yeah. the youngest of the cousins before we start. I have my two little brothers and I have like four younger cousins okay. but the rest are all second cousins okay. which is crazy to think about like my cousin's kids it's oh yeah see i don't have that i one of my cousins now has a kid so it's just starting but we're all still kind of kids i mean i'm the oldest right yeah. but i still got a you know 11 year old you know, cousin. yeah yeah my 11 year olds are the second cousins <laughs> it's wild and i don't know them very well like once my cousins kind of got married they you know, their family dynamic is their family dynamic now. So I'm like one of the few people that still goes to my aunt's house that mm. isn't like a sibling of hers. It's, it's sure. for Christmas and stuff. It's interesting. Yeah. But um, what was the point of this? Oh, so a lot of my cousins are millennials, but they grew up in the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. And they're like... We had pagers. Yeah, I know. Like, they remember, they remember, they remember the 80s. That's the yes, difference. Yeah. They remember the 80s. They're like Oof. Rainbow Bright and all this bullshit that I have <laughs> troll dolls and stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh I yeah. was like the tail end of Pogs. No, like, yeah. Like, I think so I was Power like. Power Rangers. Yeah, no. There's a few. Like, I feel like I was like just too young for like Saved by the Bell. Right. You know what Same. I mean? Like, they'll know that. I'm yes. like, no, I, I came in just, I yes. got the Power Rangers, yes. you know? But, like, yeah. I wasn't old enough to really, like, like the show Friends. I was little. I was still little. Yeah. I was like, oh, what a good show about 30-somethings. Like, no, I wasn't there. I remember my parents <laughs> changing the channel during um, Freaks and Geeks because the theme song was, I don't give a damn about the reputation. And they'd be like, damn, get this off the TV. My child is eight years old. And I'm like, wait, it looks like a cool show. But all my cousins, they're like, we're not millennials. Right. We didn't have the internet growing up. And I'm like, you don't understand. Neither did me and my middle brother. We no, didn't have right, it until right. we were older. Like, but I know everyone, but of course everyone wants that narrative of right, like we right. were the last of the last. Right. But you know, it's all, there's a lot of gray area. Then I talked to my little brother who's Gen Z and he's like. Oh yeah. But so part of what I'm kind of trying to tease when I'm writing about this whole millennial thing is that it's. A class thing, too. Yeah, it is. Because I think a lot of the kids that were, you know, maybe upper class had this technology as it came out. Like, we were kind of, like, very much low, low, lower middle class. Maybe yeah. upper lower class, if that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't get it until, like, like I didn't have a cell phone until I was 16. Yeah, yeah. Which was, what, 2008? Like, yeah, right later. I gotcha. It is, it is... Uh, a class thing and even when you talk about like you know baby boomers and you talk about you talk about living out in the suburbs like that's like extremely racially coded too right 100 percent. that was <laughs> that's that's mostly white people who had that right um and and yeah it's it is crazy because i you know um like for myself i i feel like yeah i have some of these millennial anxieties at the same time like you know, my family was like, you know, well off enough, and 
I was spared some things like I, I don't have student loans. That's a blessing. It's a, right? So and it's I like, do, and I am still a fucking spoiled brat. Don't get me wrong. Like, and, I'm not crying poor uh, over here. I am very privileged. Ve- very privileged compared to a lot of people. It's like, you people know. People used to call my dad Daddy Warbucks because in the school district I went to, I was like well off, which to me is hysterical, but like, I am very, I am very fortunate. So don't get me wrong. No, it's just weird though because like, I still don't know how I'm ever going to have a house. Mm-hmm. I still don't know. I don't see it as being feasible. And that's just so weird. And a lot of our generation too has kind of like rejected that whole notion that it's a super great investment. I think because we've watched so many um, national tragedies. First of all, going through 9-11 is like, and being like, We've talked about that before. I remember that conversation. Yeah. But like being coherent and knowledgeable enough to understand that that was tragic when it happened. Yeah. And then the housing market crash of 2008 was... F- so like why buy a fucking house? Also, we've watched how many earthquakes, hurricanes, tsunamis destroy whole fucking... Not that we've had on our shores tsunamis, but... Right, I know. So, like, why invest in something that just can decay and, and then fall away? If people say, oh, you have a house, but it's like a curse because they're always having to spend money on redoing parts of it. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. My dad always said, you can never buy a house unless you have the additional funds to put a roof on that house. And I was like, that is so smart, but that's an extra 30 grand. Yeah. So, how does that work? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. And 30 grand, that would... Just bear, not even completely get me out of student loan debt. I don't know how our generation is going to like retire like our the previous did. I don't. I don't. I can't see it. You know what I mean? My dad still isn't even going to be able to retire. I don't think. Uh, Which he's only he'll be fifty this year. Yeah. So bless his soul. But he's yeah. like my. We still get together with even though my parents are divorced. We get together with my mom's parents with my dad because he was part of their lives for. 20 something years so we went out uh like a couple weeks ago for dinner and my pop-up's kind of like losing it and he was like so Dennis when are you gonna retire (laughs) and my dad's like well technically I could in like 10 years Uh but will I be able to because my dad still supports us so like yeah, so yeah, if he yeah. can't even retire, I'm over here walking dogs. What the fuck am I going to do? I don't know. I, I don't know. And I and don't. you in the Philadelphia school district, God bless your soul. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you know, you're right, right, right. It's like, yeah, I do fine to take care of myself, but it's like, wow. I mean, certainly you'd have to have two people. Mm-hmm. Two two incomes if you're a teacher and whoever else is whatever else, but it's like, you know, in my family like my mom was stay at home, so that's what I I'm like okay, I see how that works. Mm-hmm. I see how that works. I didn't see as much of my dad because he was at work, and I saw more of my mom, but then there was someone always there, and so I feel like I don't have a great blueprint for how like. Well, it's, it's supposed to be for like two working parents. Like, I don't, I don't, and I, I, I see kids every day. I see 150 kids every day. How am I supposed to see 
more kids when I get back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I like, it's not that I'm like closed off to having kids. It's mm-hmm. just that like, I just don't understand how you can do both justice. My mom worked when I was younger. Once mm-hmm. my littlest brother was born, she ended up staying home because um, it just made more sense. But when it was just me and my middle brother, my dad worked full-time, my mom worked full-time. She worked evenings, and my dad worked daytime. Yeah, okay. After they finally okay. like got it, like there was okay. a lot of back and forth for yeah. a lot of the time, but after they finally got it together and like that was how it was going to be, that was like my elementary school years. Yeah. My grandmother watched us after school until my dad got home around 7 or 8 o'clock. So it was like a couple hours with grandmom every night. Okay. I think about having kids. My mom's not there to watch my kids. My dad's right. not there to watch my kids. And I look at all my friends that have kids and yeah. have to work and they pay for daycare and they're working to pay for daycare. It's insane. Let alone me. save for college for their kids. How can you do that then? No, you don't. They're paying for daycare. You can't do that. That's why my parents, that's why I have student loan debt because my parents didn't pay for college. They couldn't. And they did, they helped me out a lot. Like they paid for my rent and stuff yeah, like that. But yeah. they did not have a college, we did not have a college savings. You know, I know. Like they were paying mortgage. (laughs) They were paying like all this other shit. So yeah. I know. I you know, and and nobody. I don't know. It's just things that nobody necessarily planned for. It's like you can think about like our our planet, and I don't know. We've had a really warm ass winter this year. I know you can't always correlate those things, but it's like we uh, we, no nobody actually saw these things coming. Really, they're like. Oh yeah, I guess the world will eventually overpopulate. No, we can't do about that. Like, oh, I guess <laughs> people won't be able to afford <laughs> retirement and college and succeeding. Gen- like, I don't know. I just feel like there's no. There uh, isn't a blueprint. There's no. There's no blueprint. There isn't. And there's you know, and that's obviously a source of uh, of anxiety. It's like, great, okay, so maybe maybe the the boomer generation did have the pinnacle. Of what will be American life, and and then this, and that's a scary thought. It might not be true, but it's a scary thought. It just bums me out, and it's mostly the political climate that we live in. Yeah. Because if we would focus on what we know, science <laughs> wise, we could. Why in the name of fucking all things that are holy or what have you, are we not all driving electric cars or forced to take public transit? Why are not all um, car companies, transportation companies, whatever the term would be, told, listen, starting 20 fucking 30, we are not going to have gas cars on the road. Phase it out. We can do these things. We are just choosing not to. Because I, the scariest thing, and I love talking to my dad about this yeah. because he's so apathetic, but he, he knows. But he's like, <laughs> what are we going to do? Like, he doesn't vote. And I, I love him. Uh-huh. But, like, come on, dad. But he does not vote because he's like, what the fuck is the point? And I'm like, I love right. you, but you're so pessimistic. <laughs> you're killing me. And it really doesn't make a difference, but whatever. Right, 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 right. But... When I learned in college in conservation of natural resources that we are legitimately running out of water, I was like, okay, let's figure out how to get more water. We can, we can do it. We have oceans. We can 
do the whole desalinization thing. Like, yeah. we can figure this out. But we want to invest our money into this bucket. And this is why I'm so anti-capitalism. And I'm not <laughs> going to get any more political than that. But, like, there are so many things we can do. Solar panels right. can be done. And everybody's like, it's so expensive. Do you know what's fucking expensive? All of this. Mm-hmm. Every fucking thing we're doing. And I think the people who, you know, it's just it's weird because... The only reason there are companies that come out with, oh, and this is uh, organic or this is gluten-free is because now that makes money. Mm-hmm. Now it makes money. Mm-hmm. And because it makes money, they'll do it. Yep. But if it doesn't make money, you would think, well, then someone should force them to do it. But who are the companies that are basically buying elections mm-hmm. and buying politicians so mm-hmm. that they can't be told what to yes. do? Yes. But socialism is evil, Socialism is evil. I, look, I, I, taught, I taught Animal Farm earlier this year, and it was a great, great teach because I was able to teach my kids not only what was like Soviet socialism, but how it is a very far cry from democratic socialism. Right. And it's like, God. So um, thank God for people like you. I love that so many of my friends are teachers because <laughs> I don't have one friend. Well, I do actually have one friend, but... He teaches history, so fuck him. (laughs) But I don't have... All of my friends that are teachers are genuinely... First of all, you're on fire about fucking... The fact that you come home and do lesson planning every night is amazing. But you're all intelligent and I feel like not fucking smug. I think I had so many smug... I know more than you, teacher. You, I feel like you guys yes. all take the... And I don't even know how you teach, honestly. I'm just assuming here. But <laughs> having conversations with you, having only met you like... <laughs> Three, four, whatever times. Yeah. Which, by the way, was it last St. Patrick's Day or two ago? Because oh, I was trying to think. Well... Well, no, it would have been it would have been last because I wasn't here two ago. Okay. Yeah. So only having known you a year mm-hmm. and having the conversations that we've had. Yeah. I feel like you are somebody who takes the time to one phrase things thoughtfully. Well, thank you very much. But to have some sort of like empathy for others before speaking, and I think that's what makes a good te- to understand where somebody's coming from is like the first step to be able to convey new information yeah. to them. So kudos to you. Thank you. You're like my fifth teacher guest on and all uh, of you. I'm and I'm very critical. So <laughs> it's not like an award that's handed out lightly. Like, good job. Because well, that's you. the generation that's gonna fucking help us when we're trying to retire and trying to Get into old people homes and and you know what it's when you've you've had a, a teacher who you you know like you mentioned a teacher already I forget his name you said he was a legend but like a teacher oh, that, Volpe, yes. that you had in your youth and and someone who just still means a lot to you I've had a few teachers like that and it's just been so so powerful to me so that like I that like I yeah I want to be that I want to eventually be that yeah and and because I don't know. So the best teachers I've had, I just think about them a lot and the lessons they tried to teach me. And so I feel very good about trying to uh, pass that on. Yeah. You're yeah. shaping the future of the world. So Yeah, man. A lot of power. As long Little as... pay. A lot of power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my whole philosophy on life is least harm, most good. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like there's not 
a lot of harm that you can do as a teacher if you're going into it with like empathy, basically. I did recently read something and I thought it was very interesting because I don't, I also was like a really good student mm -hmm. through high school. So I don't think that I ever had any experience like this, but I know a couple of people that have had teachers sort of laugh at their dreams or like discourage them. And, and I don't even mm. think that it was in any way that wasn't like, you know, like a jack, like a little jokey joke. Right. But sometimes um, that sarcasm can go too far. I think sometimes teachers use that and doesn't go over well. You know? Just the one teacher just the friend one. that I have. And oh. I'm like, oh, he's probably not the one. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I don't think he listens to the podcast, so fuck him. No. Um, <laughs> but it motivated them to do something good for themselves. But I just, um, it just bummed me out. Like, yeah. But I think that I've done that in my life on a less formal platform, I mean, I have this whole fucking podcast where I just talk shit <laughs> all the time. <laughs> last week, did you listen to last week's Perchance? We got into a discussion about medication oh. and it got a little uh, anti. And I'm not Anti-medication? Anti yes. Oh, okay. Yes. But the whole podcast is about anxiety. So then I was like, oh, you're a fucking douchebag. Oh. I do think in America we like overprescribe medication yeah. for things. And we're quick to look for quick fixes. Mm -hmm. But I do know a lot of people. I have a lot of friends that benefit from med medication. So I'm not like totally super though. like, fuck totally. it. But I am kind of like, fuck it. Yeah, no, well, you know, it's like, yeah, there's the idea that, well, if you can't, if you can't work through it yourself, I guess you need to resort to medication. But I, of course, I don't think that that's the case. I think there's some things that, you know, the first step maybe should be. And I don't, you know. Right. I'm no psychologist, but it's like. Uh, Excuse me. I don't believe in like absolutes. I don't think that everything is for That's everyone. right. I don't believe in absolutes either. That's why, honestly, uh, politics can drive me nuts because it's all absolutes. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh no. no. <laughs> There's nothing that's nothing inherently 100% evil or 100% good because that's too easy. That, yeah. That's the whole point. If it's too easy, you, you, you can't make that argument because it's like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I think maybe there are people who are worthy of some vilification, but if all you do is vilify someone or something, first of all, it's just, it's, it's incredibly easy to do. And second of all, what, purpose does it serve right I, I you know then again it's like i've always thought that like yeah sure so maybe my strategy is to be more balanced or in the middle but like that can be a position of privilege right mm -hmm. to be like oh i'm gonna try to have a balanced view of things it's like well no but there are some people who who can't afford to take a balanced view because their their needs aren't being met and they yes. need something immediate so i can't tell other people to be balanced but i can say that like it it helps me stay sane. But then there are some things where you can't. I know. I do believe in good and evil to a, to a degree. Yeah. <laughs> I also believe that some things are neither good nor evil. So it's just. You know. But that was my favorite part of um, switching from English to journalism in college was cool. 
the whole idea of perspective mm-hmm. and just being able to pull yourself out of a situation yeah. to look at the broad scope of things. Yeah, though. And this is getting a little... Uh, I love that. Uh, what's, what's, <laughs> what's the word, word? for it? What? Like, uh, <laughs> re- rhetorical, oh. where you're like, you know, just look at the scope. If you could just... Um, <laughs> You mean like condescending? You mean? No, 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 no. Or, condescending, but I guess if you said condescending, it's I don't know. It's 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 like yoga talk, like yoga babble. Oh, you know, like, uh, yeah. Long term, we're looking to just really spread the uh, reach of our. Uh huh. It's all those business. No, it's like the the, the sober version of uh, hopped up on weed talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That's all we got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> the business side of, of stones. 100%. It's every fucking business meeting that I've ever sat through where they're like, all right, so. Synergy. W- synergy. What we're going to do is we're going to make a flow chart. And we're no, just I can't, gonna, I can't we're say gonna that. We're going to describe no. the processes. No, and I can't stand that. I, you know what? It's like corporate America is nonsensical. I used to sit through <laughs> so many fucking meetings where they'd be like, "Okay, so first we're gonna processes. We're gonna we're gonna label the processes." And I'm like, "Just fucking do the processes. Why do we have to label these?" Someone's processes? getting paid to label them, dude. That person is getting paid. Insane. I have to work <laughs> in the concrete, or else why am I working? <laughs> no, I hear that. I often like I love psychology and stuff like that, but it's like I took a class in social psychology in college, and I almost couldn't stand that like every single thing had a specific name. It's like when someone does this, that's called the blah 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 bias. I'm like, I don't care that it's called the blah 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 bias. Just yes. tell me why I should know about it. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, oh yeah, yes. blah 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 blah. I'm like, I'm glad you made a name for it. I'm really, really happy for you. But what good have you done? Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know, on a more social side of labeling, it, it applies to fucking culture too because mm. I. It gets brought up when, like, ever I am, like, really deeply talking to somebody about sexuality. Mm. And they're like, so, like, are you, what are, you, are you gay? Are you <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> I like who I like, but if you want to label it, uh-huh. I'm pansexual. Uh-huh. But I fucking hate that, that we have to micro... I know you still have to have a name for it. Yeah. You still have to have a name. And then, like, my dad will be like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think you're gay. I just think you're confused. And I'm like, that is the best. I oh. prefer that to labeling myself because Jesus Christ, like, why do we have to do all these things? Like, any sort of, like, thing on the, the, the mental spectrum has to be organized and boxed and, <sighs> and contained and... and it, yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever watched uh, Schitt's Creek? I love Schitt's Okay, so so David's character. Yes, he's pansexual. Who, I guess, yeah, you would say pan... But it's not like they ever say, I'm pansexual. You just realize he likes women and he likes men. Yes. And and who fucking cares? Like, who cares? Right. Like, not... But it's sense of, like, you focus on his relationships. Yes. But you don't spend time trying to be like, oh, yeah, he's the blank character. It's like, no, he's just who he is. Yes. And I love the ambiguity of that so much. He likes the wine. Isn't that how they describe it? He's like, I like, I don't care about the label. 
Oh, I don't care yes. about the bottle. Yes. I just like the, the wine. The wine. It's perfect. Yes. You know, I always, I, 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 I feel that pretty hardcore because, you know, I, I, I consider myself pretty, you know, straight, just yeah. like straight up straight. But it's like, I, I, I you know, I, I, I love how David can be more feminine because I feel that way sometimes about myself. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, it's like, okay, he can be that way and he can still like women. And there's just not enough of that. Yeah. What there is, is the gay stereotype mm-hmm. that you talk, think, act, speak a certain way. Yeah. Therefore, you're gay. Right. And I just love the fact that here's a character on TV who's just breaking that mold finally. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And also a character that reminds me of that who is very straight, but um, New Girl? Uh, I've, I've watched a couple episodes. I think I think it's Schmidt on New Girl. Is it Schmidt or the other character? I, I haven't well watched enough. it in years. I only watched like an episode or two, but... But he's super um, feminine. Yeah. They call him Metro. Like he's very particular yeah, and very right, like... Right, right, But right. very straight. Yeah. There's not enough... There's not enough of that. Well, and then it gets into the whole territory of like non-binary, which I have a very hard time grasping the concept of, but the whole they pronoun. And I I have some friends that go by they. Mm-hmm. I guess that's mm-hmm. the proper way to phrase it. But all, lean you know, masculine or feminine. Right, right, right. And it it's all just like, why do we have to fucking label all of this? Just be. Just fucking be. Just be. But you know, and it's like, yeah, and if it you know what? And if it comes from that community of people who say that we would like to have this label for ourselves, I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's that's cool. It's just right. like as 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 people that we have this tendency, right? To just like even if it's not of us, of our community, we'll still label theirs. And that I think it's something to do to explain, and for me, it comes back to that Shakespeare quote: "There are more things in in on this life in heaven and earth, ratio than can be explained by your philosophy." Yes, yes, yes. It comes back to that every time. I love that. We don't have to necessarily explain it to no feel and we can just feel it. We can believe it. Yes. Yes. That's the wonderful thing I think about belief is there's so many possibilities and I think it's so fun and interesting to, to believe in possibilities rather than to limit yourself to what we know. Amen. Although, I appreciate a good fucking fact. Yeah. But that's the journalism <laughs> in me. No, 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 I understand. I understand that too. There are things that are that facts too. and there is fake news. There's a lot of, oh... <laughs> My gosh, that's the best thing students can learn these days is to distinguish facts from opinion in the news. Ugh, research. You know, English classes, that's something I try to focus on a bit myself too. I think it's it's so, so, so vital. So, yeah, man. Do you do like (laughs) research paper type units or whatever? We will be doing a research paper near the end of the year. It's a big undertaking. Our school doesn't really, it doesn't have a library or library databases, so it's something we're we're working on. Our library is a vacant, giant vacant room. What? With a few books. It's pretty bad. Um, But we are working on getting a database and I'm 
gearing myself up to try to help them do a, a research paper, but it's, it's, it's a big undertaking. You know, a lot of my kids, the five-paragraph essay, you know, as juniors and seniors, that's, that's, that's asking a lot, too. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I get it. All right. So, we're doing great on time. Nice. So, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Oh, well, sure. I mean, I am watching Schitt's Creek. I'm on season five of that. Love it, love it. Um, is it uh, the last or second to last? That's the second to last. Okay, I did watch season five then. Yeah, oh, great show. And, um, and I, a student of mine is really into anime, and he recommended me an anime series that I am uh, getting into now, and I update him on it uh, just about every day, called Hunter x Hunter. And hmm. uh, so I'm watching a little bit of that. It's like Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Kind of like that. Um, my brother is super into anime. Yeah, he would know. Stuff. I bet you. I bet if you said your brother Hunter X Hunter, he'd be like, "Yep," because it's one of the big ones. I'm learning a lot from uh, a couple kids who are super nerdy and uh, awesome to talk with. Uh, and I'm watching. I'm reading Watchmen, the graphic novel. I read it. I. Ha you know what? I started a watching long the time show. Ago. I never read it. I started watching the show. I was like, you know what? I got to read that book first. Then I'll watch the show. So I'm reading it and uh, like it. You know, I've seen the movie, the, the older movie. The movie, yes. It's a good movie. It's a good, good, good series. The movie was hard to get through. Yeah, I mean, the, I uh, liked yeah. the graphic novel. Yeah, 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 yeah. The graphic novel's good. That was cool. Yeah. But <laughs> the movie was hard for me to yeah. swallow. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot. Honestly. It was long, too. It's long. It opened with a Bob Dylan song. He's one of my favorite artists. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm sure I've showed you this because I love to show this, but on my uh, phone, I got him right here. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. That's nice. Yeah. Etsy, where'd you get uh, I did another thing where you pick a custom photo. I said, I want a cover of that photo. What website are you using for these things? I literally just Googled custom phone cover and it's like insert your picture there it is position it how you want we'll send it to you and yeah it's like 30 bucks but hey it's any picture you want that's brilliant so uh i know so it's bob dylan smiling at at us from the uh, from the phone i that pose too but, you know, that's nice look at him and so basically you took like screensaver and like one-upped it and put it on the <laughs> you also see uh, you see dylan there too i was wondering who that was for a second, I thought it was like Lennon, but like the glasses. Yeah, no, that's my. See, I'm not a big Bob Dylan person. My Dylan clock. Come on, my dad's a huge Dylan fan, so of course okay. he got me into it. I got it. <laughs> there. He is. <laughs> there you go. And on the other side of that wall, he's he's there too. Uh, wow. So I really like him. Dylan and Harry Potter. Dylan, Harry Potter. Those. Yeah. Is that like the office building? What yes, that? that was a paint night I did. Is it the office building? Mm -hmm. Wow! I don't know. I saw the back for that. You, you like this pillow? I was trying to figure out what that said too. Mm -hmm. I love it. Office quotes. I love it. So I just like to put lots of pop culture I love in my little place. It's great though. I, lo I love. I love having this place because I get to make it exactly how I want it. Yeah. So so fun. So. And I give you a lot of props for being balanced. You're not a snobby English teacher with like. Only no. You know, look at my Harry Potter there, held up by the Toy Story soldier. You got mad that, Harry Potter, but you also have you're not 
an English snob. I no. know a lot of English snobs. Less as I get older and older. Well, I'm not a competitive person. Hmm. So I don't like one-ups. Hmm. <laughs> I don't like when people, you know, yeah. one-up me, so I don't one-up other people, I guess. That's a I good try one. not to. Um, yeah, I can't. Oh, and there's, there's the Sandman series, Neil Gaiman. Speaking of Neil Gaiman, that is a great series. That is, that's, that's a graphic novel for the, for the ages. The Sandman? Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, wait, wait, oh, oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Did Here. I screw it up? Here, no, you're fine. Ready? Oh, okay. I just wanted to... I'm oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Because um, <laughs> I got these, like, these really cool editions of it. But it's like, if you like... This is the shit. This is like the shit. So, like... Like, so it's thick. beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's um about the the Lord of Dreams, the Lord of the Dream World, and his brothers like Desire and Destruction. All the name um, starts with 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 D, Depression, and um I, it's actually been a long time since I read it, but it made me cry. Anyway, I just felt compelled mm. to um, reach out and, and, and grab it. It is. It is. Artistry. So if, if anyone likes American Gods and hasn't read the Sandman series, it's my personal recommendation. All right. Mm -hmm. Respect. <laughs> See, we had, um, I had this uh, theories and approaches class, and we had to read graphic novels to, uh, we, we had to play video games too. It was insane. Oh, that's really cool. We played World of Warcraft as a class. I was horrible. That's cool. And then we got to pick our own like single player game. So I wow. did Zelda, of Sweet, course. which one? Um, oh, which, I did um, Majora's Mask. Beautiful game. I'm see, more of a... Look at that. That's my Zelda cup. Oh, look at that. <laughs> little link. <laughs> I, pre I always <sighs> played the... Um, what was the Zelda game I played? Before. Yeah, Mask. There it is, there it is. Um, but I didn't have access to it when I had brought my Nintendo 64 to school. So somebody brought me like the pack with the like thing that went into your controller. Sure. It was fucking awesome. Um, I didn't do very well. It was a very <laughs> hard game. And then we Wonderful. had to read graphic novels. So I did, I chose Mouse. Oh, great one. Which was really good. Yes, it is. I'm super into the Holocaust. Yeah. I hate when I say it like that. Right, I I'm know what you mean. I'm infatuated by it. But yeah. yeah, so I chose that route. But um. They came as like two packs, so I think I like traded with somebody to read Watchmen. Oh, sweet! Because those were our options. Well, those are two of like the greats, Watchmen yeah. and Mouse. Um, that that's awesome, man. That's it was really, really awesome. cool. <sighs> so is that it? Is that all you got going on now? Ah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to quiz you. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to see my my parents this weekend. They're coming down because my sister is choosing a dress for her wedding. Oh, and uh, yes, she is. Yes, she Good is. Now she she chose a dress, but then she saw that. Wait a minute, the same company had one she might have liked a little better. So she said, "Hey, I know I picked this dress out. Can I just try that one on? You have to." They said, "Come on down." So my mom's coming down. My dad's coming too, and we're gonna hang out tomorrow. We are probably gonna go to Jim's for a cheesesteak. Oh, that's good. We are probably going to go to the. Um, I think it's called the not the Mummers Museum. The um, the museum with the weird medical oddities. Mutter. Mutter Museum. Mm -hmm. uh, we That's might a go. Cool place. Oh, we might go to the Philadelphia Museum of Art together. It'll be really a good, good time. Tour of Philadelphia. Oh yes, yes. So looking forward to that. Nice. Um, oh my God, and I think in April I'm gonna 
have time to hang out with my grandpa, which would be really cool. Nice. So I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, friends and family, man. If I got that, mm-hmm. I'm gold. So. Well, yeah. I've got for you, I don't have much because I was away last weekend mm. out in the Harrisburg area. Oh, cool. Very cool. Uh, visiting my friend. And then I came home. I'd do my internship. So I had that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I did podcast edits all day. I actually was in Fishtown at a coffee shop with my friend Jamie. Mm. And then um, did a dog meeting. What did I watch that day, though? I watched something interesting. Like a dog, you mean? No, a movie. (laughs) We're in pop culture now, so I'm trying to think of... When I was, uh, like, texting you earlier, I was like, shit, I I haven't watched shit or done shit. But I wrote down a couple of things. (laughs) I was trying to come up with a list, because normally I have, like, a good four or five things of, like, watched, listened to, whatever. Oh, sure. I don't have shit. There's new um, Glass Animals out that I've listened to. They're a great band. I don't know if you know them. Oh, no, I they don't. They got two new singles out. Very cool. Great jams. Um, nice. And I also really just got into Doja Cat. I don't know Doja Cat either. She sings a song. You might have seen it on Facebook like a year or two ago. Moo! She talks about a cow. It's great. I don't know that one. But, but she's serious. Sounds interesting. Look her up. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, she's fun. Have you ever heard of Aldous Harding? No. She, I, I was entranced by um, one of her albums called Designer a, few, a couple months ago. I mean, entranced, like, had never heard of her, listened to this one song, got me onto the album, and I'm like, oh, my God, why don't people know about her? I mean, I know that, who won all the Grammys? Billie Eilish, right? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I listened to some of that. I'm like, all right, it's, it's fine. It's but fine. I'm like, why didn't, like. What's her name? Aldis? Aldis Harding. Harding. A-L-D-O-U-S. Harding, um, she is just, I don't know, man. Her stuff is very much her own. I feel like she has a lot of artistic integrity. Her interviews are amazing to listen to. And, um, you know, in terms of uh, album recommendation, I, I would say for myself, Designer by Aldous Harding. Uh, she's she's wonderful. Sweet. She's wonderful. I'll, look, I'll look into it. Yeah. yeah. When I go through the editing process, I jot ah. all these down. I need so music. So I can go back and listen. Some of them I'm like, eh. That's fine, recommendation. I'm also like a firm believer of like things are supposed to have a time for you. Like yes. you might like it in a year or two, but you might not like it now. Oh, yes. Ah, oh, um, discovering a new song or a new artist, even at our age, I mean, it's a, it's a magical thing. It yeah. is. It truly is. There are so many good things that I, I haven't listened to yet, and it's just like, wow, you know. So, so much. Everything uh, and that's time. So much joy. <laughs> so last week on the podcast, my friend recommended Mrs. Fletcher for me. It's an oh, HBO show. Okay. Um, I have heard of that. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is the only season of it. <laughs> so I'm season. really upset, but I wow. blazed through it in like a good day and Lovely. a half. Really good. Um, very short, like half hour episodes. Uh-huh. It was nice. Um... I watched last night (laughs) dog sitting at a place that I'd walked their dog before but never slept there. Yeah. Um, So it's always creepy your first night staying in a new place because windows are, are, 
you know, creep. You never <laughs> fucking know. You yeah, never know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I understand. You don't know. And it's dark. <laughs> and you're, like, usually there right. in the daytime or in and out during the night, which is different than, like, having to lock the door before you go to bed oh, at God. night by yourself. It's, like, especially as, like, a single 20-something female, it just freaks yeah, me out. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I decided that I was going to watch the final Annabelle movie. Anna what? Annabelle, the Wait, fucking doll. It's in the universe of The Conjuring. But not the universe of Chucky? No, 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 no. Much more modern than Chucky. <laughs> it's like The Conjuring movies, the Annabelle movies. I've heard Conjuring's good. There's another one that's in there that's like more demon. Annabelle. The Nun. They're all in the same creepy okay. universe. Okay, okay. Um, they're fucking terrible. Like, oh. they're not well-made movies. But you like scary movies? I love horror. Sweet, Cece. Horror too. is my number one go-to genre. I, you know what? It's like, I honestly feel though, I've been getting, as I've been getting older, I'm like a little more scared than I used to be. Really? I'm the opposite. I'm oh, so desensitized. God damn it. I feel like, like, I don't know. Like, there's scary movies I want to see and I haven't seen them. I'm like, oh no, like. But it goes back to belief. Oh, yeah. Is well, that why? Because you're like, fuck, I'm going to yeah. believe this and then I'm going to get possessed. Yeah, well. <laughs> I, no, it's just like I. Cause uh, that's me. I, I I love I love things that are uncanny. Like I love the um, Twin Peaks. Okay. Uh, like uh, just just eerie. Not necessarily jump out, scary, gory, which is fine. Which that's is fine. That's creepy. But like creepy, I love it. But it also scares me deeply. So I'm somewhat conflicted. But it's. It's, it's, I love to be scared at the end of the day. Yeah. Parasite was a good movie. Yeah. See what? Parasite? The one that won I all those? I did just watch Parasite. Ah, I like that a lot. Ago. I like that a lot. Yeah. That is a good story. That's a good story. It is done very well. My brother, so my brother is into the whole Asian culture thing. Oh, okay, yeah. So he comes down and he's like trying to figure out the dialect of uh, Korean they're speaking or whatever. He's like, I bet you it's this. And we're like, shut up. Nobody cares. Just read the fucking subtitles. Nobody gives a shit. Like it has nothing to do with anything. But he was like, oh, so guys, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. But he's like, Oh, so the family is the parasite. I'm like, oh, the metaphor. Amazing. It's not an actual bug. Like, shut up and keep watching. Yeah. It was really good, though. Really good. Oh, I liked God. it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, so the Annabelle movie, not a good idea to watch on okay. your own. But, like, it, a good was, movie. it was fine. <laughs> it's that, the Conjuring was the best of those movies. Yeah, yeah um, I've heard that's a good movie. They get, like, they're kind of, like, insidious. I Yes, I'm just thinking that. It's the same kind of yeah. era of... Yeah, horror. I don't even know what that era was, but I know what you're talking about somehow. Yeah, like, late 2000... It's, like, post... Uh, the Ring. Yeah, which was the best. <laughs> which Those, was so good. Darkness Falls, The Ring. You never saw Darkness Falls? Very good. Yeah. The Tooth Fairy. Mm. The Tooth Fairy, it's very good. Um... So yeah, that was fine, but I'm a fucking psychopath for watching that yeah. alone by myself. Um, <laughs> finally, I have been kind of like caught up with all my podcasts, so yeah. I'm listening to like series podcasts, and I found this Wondery one, because Wondery is phenomenal, and um, it's called We Crashed. It's about the WeWork um, business. Huh. Which I had never really heard. I think I've heard of in passing. So basically the concept of WeWork Wait was... Wait a minute. I think I have. You have a great view of the moon. 
Is it always there through that window? Uh, I, I um, oh, um, you know what? I, I guess sometimes it is. I, I have a good view of the city too, actually. I was eyeing that up earlier, but I have to like get up to look at that. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good view. That is awesome. Anyway, yeah. WeWork, the concept behind WeWork is, oh, it's kind of fluff. It's that yoga babble. It's that bullshit nonsense What's rhetoric WeWork? that just is like, if we talk about this concept in these general ter- buzzword terms that gets everybody hype, everyone will be hype about oh, it. Oh, sure. But the premise was they would buy a building and your company or you as an individual could rent out space and kind of all network together. And they would provide a gym and they would provide these certain things. And then they expanded it too rapidly and it was all, it was more of a real estate company than anything else. I read to, about this. I know this. It's interesting. I had heard of it this. too, but I didn't really like... He, they made a lot of money, but they were renting out spaces they weren't sure they could fill something about the fact that well what if people don't need these anymore like they've already bought them well and they were having the the company appraised at these outlandish yes and then they were selling uh, like like the the one of the co-founders the main guy this guy his name was adam he was like the big guy there right he trademarked the term we and then sold it back to the company. Like he as an individual trademarked it, sold it back to the company and made all this money. He kept, sh- like, he had the most shares in the company and just kept selling them. And it's all, I enjoyed listening to it because I'm not business savvy and that is not my yeah. train of thought. But it definitely, like, I think educated me on some things and concepts that I definitely wouldn't have. And it was very quick. Yeah. It was six episodes and each was like, 25 minutes oh, long. Oh, that's cool. But it reminded me a lot of the whole fire Festival thing. Oh, I heard about that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never, have you never watched those documentaries? I only read articles about the disaster, right, that was Firefly or whatever festival. that festival. Yeah. Um, I've been to yeah. Firefly. It's fun. Different. Different, right? Different. Different. Fireflies this was, in Delaware. Fire Festival. Was I get it. This was on the... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the... The horror stories, read about them. The, I mean, that was that was. I uh, highly, highly recommend either one of the documentaries. Okay. There was one on Hulu, and then I don't remember if the other one was Netflix or okay. if it was like HBO or something. They were good. <laughs> so was it funny to watch those people <laughs> struggle? <laughs> well, because the dudes our age, so like watching somebody just act like they know what the fuck they're doing, and when oh, it's it's. Like, mm. blasphemous. It's like, yeah. how, I could never pull that off. I know, maybe I just have a little more integrity than these yeah. people, which is not saying much, because no. I'm a fucking <laughs> To be able to just, like, pretend that you're you're going to pull this off and then spend all these money, like, all this money on flying private jets places when you don't even have vendors no, set up. No, it was no. just great. Great. Yeah, sounded like a nightmare. Great content. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> All right, well, that's all I got. You got anything yeah. else? You want to plug any social media? You want to plug your Facebook? Ah, uh, no, that's all right. That's all right. But, uh, you, you know. You already put your full name in here. So, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I really appreciate you coming here and uh, talking with me. Thank you for being it's on. Been lovely, yeah. It has. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for being here today at your own apartment. Mm-hmm. All right, say goodbye to the homies. All right, goodbye, homies, and uh, have a great, have a great evening. Happy Wednesday. Bye. Happy, yeah.